get into the message. So let us get into um, the scriptures. Amen. Amen. Exodus chapter 25. Amen. Thank you, God. Amen. Believe y'all being here. We have a start of restoration ministry. Where restoration begins with one choice. Amen. We've said that from the beginning because that is the thing that we hope for. Amen. There's the part of a song that talks about on Christ's hollow rock, rock I stand. It says, My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. Amen. What is your hope built on? Amen. I know y'all think y'all know, but I think that we really are getting to a point where you may have to, what are you gonna do if you have to have, if we can't come to the temple, if we can't come to this space that we call the church sanctuary? What are you gonna do if you would be stuck at home and you can't go nowhere? Do you got enough walk of God to be able to do anything? Oh, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. Yes. Exodus 8, I mean, Exodus chapter 25, verse 89. Let's jump into it. It says, And let them make me a sanctuary that I may dwell according, among, that I may dwell among them, according to all that I will show thee after the pattern of the tabernacle. Somebody say the tabernacle. The tabernacle. And the tabernacle and the instruments thereof, even so make it. Even so make it. Second Corinthians, Second Chronicles. I'm sorry, Second Chronicles. Amen. I don't know about you, but I just thank God for being good to me. Yes, thank you, Lord. Thank you. Yeah. Second Chronicles, chapter three, verse one. I thank God for being good to me. I was at the, I was at the store, went to go check out. Next thing you know, it says zero. Mm -hmm. Okay, then. You ain't got to pay nothing. Thank you, Jesus. See, God takes care of his people, yeah. Yes, he does. Let me not get ahead of myself. Yes. Second Chronicles 3 and 1, it says, Then Solomon began to build the house of the Lord at Jerusalem in Mount Moriah, where the Lord appeared unto David. Isn't that interesting that they're building a temple where God appeared to David? The same place. Where the Lord appeared unto David his father in the place that David had prepared in the threshing floor of Onan the Jebusite. Amen. Amen. St. John, I got a lot of scriptures. St. John chapter 2 and 18. St. John chapter 2 and verse 18. Then answered the Jews and said unto him, What sign showest thee us showest thou unto us, seeing that thou do that thou doest these things? Verse 19 of chapter 2 of St. John. Jesus answered and said unto them, Destroy this temple in three days, and I will raise it up. Amen. Then Jesus, then the Jews, I'm sorry, then the Jews said, Forty and six years was this temple in building. It took 46 years to build this temple. And when thou raise it up in three days, how are you going to do something in three days that took them 46 years to build? Amen. But he spake of the temple of his body. Mm -hmm. Acts chapter 19, I mean, Acts chapter 17, 
Amen. Acts 17. Tell you, there's nothing like the word of God. It'll tell you. It'll let you know some of the things that's going on in the world. It's already been talking about for years. Acts 17, verses 18, 18 and 20. And it says... Then the philosophers of the Epicureans and of the Stoics, two different groups, encountered him. And some said, what will this babbler say? And other, and other some, he seemed to be a setter forth of a strange gods, because he preached unto them Jesus and the resurrection. And they took him and brought him unto the Areopagus. Uh, and they brought him unto Areopagus, saying, May we know what this new doctrine is, wherefore speaketh, uh, wherefore, wherefore thou speaketh is. For thou bringest certain strange things to our ears. You're saying strange things to our ears. We would to know, therefore, what these things mean. What are you talking about, in other words? For all the Athenians and the strangers which were there, spent their time in nothing else but either to tell or to hear some new thing. So that's all they did, was sat around wanting to hear something new. Then Paul stood in the midst of Mars Hill, and hear what Paul said, and said unto them, Ye men of Athens, I perceive in all things that you are too superstitious. Let me read that again. Mm -hmm. Because I wanted that, that part to hear, sink in, especially with what we're dealing with right now with Rona. Then Paul stood in the midst of Mars Hill and said, unto, and said, Ye men of Athens, I perceive in all things that ye are too superstitious. Y'all are too superstitious. Amen. Paul said that to the Athenians, but even in the day, some people nowadays, they are too superstitious. Mm -hmm. For as I passed by and beheld your devotions, I found an altar unto this inscription to the unknown God, whom therefore ye ignorantly worship. You worshiping and you don't even know who you worshiping. We got that in the church right now. People worshiping, they don't know who they worshiping. Him declare I unto you, God that made the world and all things therein, seeing that he is Lord of heaven and earth, dwell not in the temples, listen, made with hands. That's interesting. Y'all just, you just, we just read about. God uh, leading them to build a temple. And have made of one nature, and have made of one blood, and have made of one blood all nations of men for to dwell on the face of the earth, and have determined the times before appointed and the bounds of their habitation. In other words, here today, when they were going to be born, how they were going to be born, what race they was going to be, God ordained it. You to be in this time right now of everything that we're dealing with, God ordained it. Oh boy. That they should seek the Lord if happily, if they that they should seek the Lord if happily, that they should seek the Lord if happily they might feel after him and find him, though he be not far from every one of us. For in him we live and move and have our being, as also of your own poets have said, we are also his offspring. In my last scripture, 1 Corinthians 6 and 19. 1 Corinthians 
6 and 19. This Corinthians 6 and 19, and it reads this very simple, familiar scripture. What? Know ye not that your body is the, the temple? Jesus said he's going to raise it in three days. Is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you. Wherefore, ye are of God, and you are not your own. I just want to minister real quick. Maybe I might not be quick, but I want to minister the eternal temple God wants to live in. The eternal temple God wants to live in. So over the course of time, God wanted to walk with man. And we talked about God, Lord, walk with me. He said last night, last last Sunday, the message was, Lord, walk with me like thou, like you always have. I guess this is a part two. It's amazing how God is putting these messages together. I'm very amazed at how God is putting these messages together. And I'm just so, um, I'm just looking forward to what else God is saying and what next Sunday and the messages after that will be. It's amazing how God is putting things together. But I don't even know if we're even listening. But in last Sunday message, we had, Lord, walk with me like you always have. And so over the course of time, God wanted man to walk with him. But before he can get him to walk, before he can get him to the place to walk with him, he had to prepare him to walk. He had to prepare mankind to walk with him. And so along the way, God had laid aside all sorts of progressions so that he can finally get to the place where they didn't need temples, like Paul said, made, by hand, made with hands. Amen. And so... We see this progression of altars and temples until the final temple. We see the beginnings. We see the first altar being uh, established uh, during the days of Noah, right? We see Noah built an altar, right? We know he got drunk. That's what happens if, you, if you're not careful. You'll find, yourself, uh, you'll find yourself starting out with God and then you'll fall off. Amen. Noah knew that God, all he, he dealt with God, he built the Ark of the Covenant and preached for 120 years. And then it rained 40 years and 40, 40 days and 40 nights. And then as soon as that was over, as soon as he obeyed God and that, he ended up getting drunk. I want to submit to you that you can be walking with God and have a walk with God and you can be going good. But if you're not careful, just one decision one slip up, if you're not careful, you will fall off and you will lose your way. I don't know if y'all hearing what I'm saying. We see that in the life of Noah. I don't know if y'all hearing me. Maybe this is a message that I just got to deliver and God just put them all together for me. But even Noah had built an altar and fell apart. And so we see also going on, we see all these different examples of Abraham 
building an altar, and we see throughout the Old Testament, altar after altar after altar after altar being built. We even see, amen, them building, amen, the tabernacle, and we see the building of the tabernacle, and it becomes the establishment of the first temple. It was the first thing that, it was the first temple that was established. At first, it was just altars, and then God progressed them from altars to now, I'm going to have you build a surrounding aspect of the, um, before you even get to the altar, I'm going to have a surrounding aspect. And so he builds the tabernacle to teach the people how to approach God. See, the tabernacle wasn't to amaze people. The tabernacle was to get you to understand how you need to approach God, that you don't approach God foolishly, that you don't try to approach God in any old kind of way, that you would treat God like a natural man. So God said, okay, now that I established the altars and you understand the burn altars unto me. You understand the importance of an altar. Now I want you to build this tabernacle and I want you to have three different points of it. The inner court, the outer court, and the holies of holies and the holies of holies is going to be the place where there is going to be amen, the ultimate sprinkle of blood that's going to be an example and going to show you of what's coming. Jesus always showed throughout the Bible about what is coming. Everybody is panicking this this day and time, but they fail to realize that if they have a relationship with God, they'll realize what's coming. And so we see that we see God establishes the tabernacle and he says, I want you to establish, establish the tabernacle. I want it to be this distance. I want it to have the brazen labor. I want it to have, amen, the different the, the, the tables of the showbread. I want it to also have the Ark of the Covenant, amen. And inside of the Ark of the Covenant it had Moses' rod that budded. Amen. And so we see, amen, God established the tabernacles and everybody couldn't come into the tabernacle. Everybody couldn't get into the place of the holies of holies. And so uh, uh, around the, the foot of the priest or the ankle of the priest, they will have this thing called the plumb line. And upon the, 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 the skirt and the uniform, or as you will, for the lack of better words, upon the priestly garment, at the bottom of it was pomegranate and bells. And what would happen is, is that they would sacrifice for the people of God. And the people would, would uh, confess their sins before, amen, the priest and then all of a sudden, the priest would lay hands on the goat and the goat, they would hit the goat so the goat would go out into the wilderness and they called that goat the scapegoat and it would be a symbol of their sins leaving the camp. Mm. And so now we see this tabernacle experience. And so now they're learning how to approach God. Okay, I can't approach God with sin because God is holy. And God ain't going to change for nobody. I don't care even if it is 2020. And so God said, I'm going to establish a way for you to worship me. And when they got into the holies of holies, if the priest had sinned, he died in the holies of holies. And because it was a holy place, they would have to pull him out. They didn't go into it because they didn't want to go into the house of God bogus and thinking that they're going to do something that God didn't ordain them to do. Watch yourself. Don't do stuff God didn't ordain you to do and think God's going to sprinkle blessing on you. That ain't how it works. So he taught them how to worship. And then when their sins was forgiven, guess what happened? 
when their sins was forgiven, the Shekinah glory, or as some people say in the Hebrew, the Shekinah glory, would suck up the blood off of the mercy seat. And after that, when the blood was sucked up, what happened is, is that the priest would begin to dance. And when the priest began to dance, they would hear bells. And when they heard bells, the people would rejoice because they know that their sin was atoned for the year. And so we see them going through the wilderness with this tabernacle, with this mobile tent, for a lack of a better word. So the tabernacle was a tent, but it was a mobile place of worship. It was a mobile temple. And so then comes in the time where David comes in and he wants to build God a temple. Oh, but this is a lesson for us. You can have good intentions and your good intentions can be there and you can mess yourself up. Amen. David wanted to build God a temple, but he messed up and ended up getting Bathsheba pregnant. <laughs> Had her husband killed and then go marry her. He was so bold, he gonna fast that the baby don't die. Ain't that bold? Yes. When God already told you the baby was gonna die. Come on. Mm -hmm. As if God is you, you gonna just do some things. There are times that God does change his mind. But when God gives out a clear, clarion word, I'm sorry, you're gonna have to live that out. And so through the sword, the sword was in the house of David because of what he did. And because God the Bible teaches us because David was a man of war, God didn't allow him to build the temple. Mm -hmm. But he allowed Solomon, his son, to build the temple. Mm -hmm. He said, and you, I'm going to make sure, David, even though you desire to build it, you can't build it. But I'm going to let your offspring, I'm going to let your son build it. Mm -hmm. And we see Solomon, when we read in uh, 2 Corinthians 3 and 1, we see Solomon building the temple. Solomon had a different mindset. He said, God give me wisdom. And God said, because you asked me, you didn't ask me for riches, but you asked me for wisdom. He said, I'm going, I'm going to bless you. And he became one of the richest men of the world in his day. And people would come to him because of his wise counsel. People far and wide would come to where uh, Solomon was and they would ask him, what should I do about this? And what should I do about that? Because he was, or he was uh, anointed and God that blessed him to have supernatural wisdom. And so Solomon builds the temple. And check this out. In the midst of Solomon building the temple, and it's based off of what the Ark of the Covenant was like. I mean, the tabernacle was like. It had an inner court, an outer court, and a holies of holies. Amen. The progression of the temple. And so, in the midst of all of that, God has him build this temple. But notice this. I'm getting, I'm, I'm, Lord Jesus, I'm out here. And so, in the midst of him building the temple, one of the things that he did is that he had him establish a priesthood. He made sure that there was a chief priest and there were other priests to handle the order of the temple. You can't do church any old kind of way. There's one thing. And so he established somebody to be a lead. So during the time of the tabernacle, it was Moses. Mm -hmm. But during the time of Solomon, there was an establishment of the Levitical and the Zadok priesthood. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Yeah. And so he established a leader way before the find the, 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 the brick tabernacle was, the brick temple was built. 
he established it first with Moses with the with the with the moving temple. He established it with Moses being the chief priest over that, and he had Aaron and his sons as the other priests. And so that translated into the temple. And so when Solomon built the temple, there was a chief priest which was like the like in the role of Moses, and then there were other priests that was like in the role of Aaron, also known as Levitical priest, and later on known as the Zadok priesthood. And so we see this going on. I, don't worry, I'm going to bring it to us. And so we recognize, I may have to, I may have to some, shift some things around. I, I recognize that, that, that God established this priesthood. Now check this out. <laughs> Lord Jesus, boy. You are right, come on. You can't build a temple without the priest. Amen. You cannot build a temple without a priest. You can't build a temple without a priest. They needed the priesthood to do the work. Come on, come on. And so it's important to understand the role of the priesthood in your life. And so one of the things that we see in the time of Moses is that because they spoke against Moses twice, they got hit with judgment twice. Mm -hmm. The first time, Aaron and Moses, Aaron, uh, Miriam and Aaron spoke against Moses. They spoke against their leader, and God struck them with leprosy because they spoke against their leader, Moses. The second time, they spoke against God and Moses, and God allowed the serpent to come in and bite them, and, and, and they died because they spoke against Moses in the, in the book of Numbers. And what ended up happening is, is that because they spoke against their leader and they spoke against God, God allowed serpents to come in and bite them and they died. And guess what? They kept on dying until they repented to God and they repented to Moses, their leader. That'll kill all of that. I ain't got to listen to man. I know you right. I know you And Moses had to pray that God would forgive them. They had to go to Moses, their leader. And when Moses prayed, then the serpent stopped and then they didn't die. And he had, and God told him, I want you to create, uh, 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 I want you to take a rod and I want you to put the very serpents that's killing them onto the pole. It's the same thing you see on medical equipment today. Sure is. <laughs> that's it. Sure is. I got it. Sure enough. So you don't lose your mind and forget I can be the healer and, and give you medicine. Hey. But remember what got you here in the first place. You spoke against the priesthood. You spoke against your leaders. And now you need medicine. Now you need the very priest that you was talking about. You talked about Moses, but now y'all are putting you in a position where you need the very priest. You need the very leader that you was talking about. And God allowed judgment to come to your life. I know y'all don't believe in judgment, but God allowed judgment to come to your life. And he allowed things to happen to you. And sometimes people act like, no, no, ain't nothing going on with me. My life is good. Just regular old time. No, there's, there's been some judgment that's been going on because you spoke against your leader. And at some point in time, you're going to have to come and repent to God and repent to your leader. Are y'all getting what I'm saying? Yeah. You're going to have to learn to... Listen, are y'all hearing me? 
Are y'all hearing me? You have to learn to repent to your leader because you can't operate in the temple without the priest. And so, Jesus comes on the scene after the temple is built. Remember, the priesthood have got to be careful too because remember, they tried to offer strange fire. Watch what you do at the church. Watch what you do at church. This word is good. So, Jesus comes on the scene. I'm almost done. I'm almost done. I'm trying to rush. I'm almost done. Jesus comes on the scene. And Jesus said, they said, what sign are you going to give us? And he said, I'm going to destroy this temple. In three days, I'm going to raise it up. And they were amazed because they understood it took them 46 years. It took them the wilderness time period, 40 years, and six days to build this temple. Jesus, how are you going to do a building of a temple in three days that took them so long? They didn't have the revelation that the temple was now changing. Was once was a temple built with hands, it's now going to be a temple that is built by God. My God, my God. See, they were still stuck on the old brick and mortar temple. They were still stuck on the building of the temple. They didn't realize that Jesus was talking about his body. Uh, just a side note, because we're dealing with Rona. The word for the word uh, quarantine comes from a Venetian word that talked about the 40 years when there were plagues that came into a city. They were quarantining them, and it was the Venetian word to say they would leave them at the dock for 40 years That's so that right. they could clear up the plague. Wow. You sure enough know what to say. That's right. Word. Oh, my God. Keep on going. I, I, I go into that, but let me just keep on going. That's biblical. Jesus, they was in the wilderness for what, 40 years? I'm going to just leave that alone. Same number, 40. I'm gonna just, I ain't even going to get into that. 40 years in the wilderness, 40 days quarantine. Let me just leave that alone. But even, let me let me go a little bit step further. Even, and, and so Jesus comes on the scene and says, that I'm going to raise up the temple in three days. And the, the Pharisees said that they were doing all of this talking. They look good. You know how people do. They look good. They know how to come to church. They talk good. They know how to. But but Jesus said, that you're, you look like white sepulchers. You're beautiful on the outside, but inside you're dead man's bones. It is possible to come to church and look good and talk good, but be dead inside. Come on. See, one thing for sure, you can think that you're fooling the pastor, but you're really fooling yourself. Just because your pastor don't say nothing don't mean that he don't know, ladies and gentlemen. Sometimes God would just allow him to not say nothing and say, I just want you to watch. One of the most difficult things sometimes to do as a pastor is to have to pray for people and can't do nothing about it. Because he's saying, don't you say nothing to them, just watch. Let me, just, let me go on. So every temple has to have an altar inside of it. What does yours look like? Wow. Is your temple dead? Wow. The Bible says in the book of Corinthians, know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. Yes. So no longer is it a tabernacle or Solomon's temple. Now the temple of God is your body. My God. It look good on the outside. I wonder what it's like on the inside. The Bible says that you can't, out of the mouth, 
the, out of the heart flows the issues of life. But it also talks about that out of your mouth blows uh, salt water and fresh water, right? What's coming out of your mouth is showing what's inside of you. It's possible for you to look good, but everything coming out your mouth is showing that you did. What's on the inside of you? So are you seeking a temple or are you going to become a temple? Are you seeking one or are you going to become one? My God. We had a song, Lord, prepare me, what? A sanctuary, pure and holy, tried and true. Have you even prepared yourself to be a place where God can live at? Or are you so caught up into what you are doing and how you are living now? So much, sometimes we're so caught up in the trying to live good now and having friends and having relationships and having money and having trips and having and, and having uh, uh, wealth and resources. Sometimes we're trying to get so healthy that we forget to let our spirit get healthy. You sure don't know what to say. The Bible says, I wish above all things that you will prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. There's nothing wrong with you getting healthy, but the first part should be that your soul is prospering. What are you doing with your one soul? You preaching. Has your body become a temple? Because you can't present yourself a living sacrifice without you being a temple that God wants to come in. So on today, Good one. You got to make a decision. Are you going to be the temple that God wants to live in? Yes, Lord. Are you even putting God first or are you putting him second? Mm-hmm. You can't say that you're putting God first when God is the last thing on your mind. You better say it. That the only time that God is on your mind is when you have an emergency or when you got to come to church. Yeah. If those are the only time that God is on your mind, Houston, we have a problem. You are a temple that's beautiful but dead inside. <laughs> You have lost your way. <clears throat> We're living in a day and time where people want things more than they want God. Is that you? Some people would be happy if they had a nice house, if they had money, and if they had a spouse. And then if they had those things, they don't need Jesus at that point in time. Yes, they do. I was listening to a message. And one of the messages, it was by Chai Trevor, matter of fact. And he said, we, we give up Jesus for a boyfriend and girlfriend quick. Hmm. How is it that we give up Jesus so quick? Now that Rona around, everybody is panicking for things, but not him. <clears throat> what are you going to do? What about all of the people that are going to church? They're singing in church, they're shouting in church, but inside they're dead men bones. They don't have no relationship with God. They can sing you in a praise, but can't even do a praise at the house. They can worship you into the heavens, but can't even get a prayer to heaven. What are you going to do if you're at the house and they say, no more church services? How are you going to maintain your walk with God? Will you backslide? Will you not make it? Some people say, well, as long as I'm seeing it on streaming services, then you feel like you're going to make it. Okay, 
But what if the internet gets so bad that the internet don't work good enough for you to stream the services? What are you going to do now? Now you got to go back to the primitive days, the original days, where they're going to have to do churches from house to house. You might have to do church in your own house, just you and your family. No, I'm going over my brother's house. I'm going to my sister's house. What if you can't do that? What are you going to do? Where is your walk with God at? Can you hear God for yourself? Or are you stuck because you abandoned the priesthood? You abandoned the temple and you chose this world more than God. I've said 10,000 times that you can't take your money with you. That you can die with your money. That you can die with your money. Jesus said, so he said uh, you can perish with your money. How many times is it going to take for God to have to shake us up and wake us up? God is trying to get the church ready right now. Like, look. You did all of that. For all the stuff you want. Mm -hmm. And then when it comes down to it, now you're like, what am I going to do? Come on now. Now we can't, we can't travel. How am I going to get joy in my life? Because, you know, we see joy in things. Yep. We don't see joy in God. Come on, what am I going to do now? I can't do that. People, some people go halfway, lose their mind. Yep. Once the internet act up a little bit. And they can't get on Facebook. <laughs> because Facebook has become their life. And so now they can't get on Facebook. <laughs> they can't get on Facebook. Then all of a sudden, you can you get on Facebook? I can't get on Facebook. You, what are we going when they gonna get it up? Oh, I hate Facebook. The very thing that they once was in love with, now they're going to hate. And the sad thing is, they love Facebook more than they love God. They love everything else more than they love God. I promise you, at some point in time, life in the world is going to get to a point where you're going to have to know how to pray for yourself. Yes. And you're going to need to know how to hear God for yourself. And you, and you can't be at a place where you're saying, the Lord, I know the Lord spoke to me. And you guessing. Or you lying about it. Because you don't want to feel bad that you don't know the voice of God for yourself. This is the best time for you to get it right. God is still allowing you to have a priest. Still allowing you to have a pastor in your life. So that you can come to and say, Pastor, would you be praying for me? But you know what? People would rather go to the grocery store than to talk to their pastor. Amen. It's amazing. People will do a Facebook post and ask people questions to see what everybody on Facebook is going to say. And that one time that they ask their pastor, Pastor, what did you think about this? Amen. You have lost the value of the priest in your own life. Wow. That's sad. And so in the midst of everything that's going on, we, should, we are people of faith. We prepare, but we, I made the statement in the text, prepare, but don't panic. Where is your faith at? Don't be foolish. He said there's going to come a time when there's going to be a famine of meat or drink, but of my word, and we're in that day right now. It's hard to get a word of the Lord in this day and time. And you want to know why? 
because we're in the last days where teachers, the people are looking for themselves. Teachers having itching ears. So people are going to churches where the pastors are saying what they want to hear instead of what they need. But now, Rona's in the building. Oh, Rona. <laughs> Rona in the building now. That next level talk ain't working no more. All the lights, camera, action, that don't matter right now. People want to know, Pastor, what is the word of the Lord? What is God saying right now? See, before, I was just a regular old pastor. But God keeps sending situations like this to say, okay, now, I'm going to test you out. I'm going to allow things to happen, see how you're going to react. Now, okay, it's a, your pastor didn't have it going on. Now let me go to this other. Go now to the. Go now to where you said it was on and popping. Come on now, say it. Go down where it was on and popping at. <laughs> no, go go and listen to all those that told you I believe the same thing you believe in. All those that had to don't agree with you with the word of the Lord. I believe that God told me that. I don't care what nobody say. And so you said, I don't care what nobody say. And you found people that agree with what you said and say, I believe that is God too. Go to them now and ask them, where are we at in this current situation? The ones that agree with you. The ones that agree with you that say, I believe it's God too. You ain't, you ain't, you ain't believe the leader. You go to ones that agree with you that it was the word of the Lord oh and ask them where are we at right now? Come on now, Pastor. Where is the prophet of God in your life right now? Mm. Who is the prophet of God in your life yeah. that is hearing God for you yeah. and that see what is going on right now? Thank you, Lord. Why don't you go to them? They was the prophet of God did. What about now? They had the word of God did. What about now? It's time for, don't get quiet now. Ain't no time to get quiet now talking about, no, that's a different situation. No, 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 no. You was believing. Go to them now and say, what is God doing right now? What do you think about what God is showing with this corona, with Rona? Come on now. We cranking. Ask them what's going on with Rona. Do you think, ask them. Because remember, they had to agree with you because you heard the Lord before. Rona everywhere right now. Can't escape. Now you can't escape Rona. She everywhere. But you got now you got now you got to go find the go find the one that was agreeing with you before that agreed with what you wanted that said I believe that is God too. You need to go to them, go to them, and ask them, Hey, what do you think about what's going on with Rona being everywhere? Go and ask them. Because they had the word of the Lord then. They surely got the word of the Lord now. If they heard God and knew God then, and they told you, I believe it's God too, where they at now? Ask them about Rona. But for the rest, that trust the priesthood, you have a priesthood that is hearing the voice of the Lord. That understand what is going on. I am not deceived. I am aware and I am keeping my ears open to what God is saying. Yeah. And I'm not going to allow myself and nobody, if I can help it, to be lost. But I'm not going to be a priesthood if you already got other voices. Come on. Other voices. Mm -hmm. Too many voices. Don't sit on, don't 
You go to those voices. But for the rest of us, hear the word of the Lord. He's proving us. Whether we love him or not. God is trying us. And he wants to make sure that we hear his voice so we can be led. God is putting us in a situation where you need to know what the voice of the Lord is like. Where God can lead you so that you know not to panic. So you know not to lose your mind. So that God can give you instruction like he gave Joseph. Like he gave Moses. Moses, go this way. Abraham, go this way. And realize everywhere I go, I'm blessed. Why? Because I'm obedient. I'm not trying to make my will God's will. I'm following God's will so I know it's his will. There's a difference, ladies and gentlemen. Come on, let's stand. The eternal temple. It is our body. The eternal temple. It is our body. And God wants to live inside of it. Our kids. Our kids have to learn to be temples too. But guess what? If our kids don't see us being a temple at the house, they'll show you up at the church. You have to be willing to be a temple and an example to your kids. It's praying time, ladies and gentlemen. And if your kids don't know how to pray, what are you going to do? What are you going to do if you're feeling sick and you need your kids to pray for you? What are you going to say then? Can your kids even pray for you? What are you going to do if you're sick and you need prayer and you need your kid to come and lay hands on you or to come pray for you? You might be a fish out of water because your kids don't know how to pray, but they sure know how to do Facebook, Instagram, uh, YouTube, TikTok. They know all of these other things, but they don't even know how to pray. That's because they haven't saw a temple at the temple, which was at the house. Come on, let's close out. Father, in Jesus' name, God, we just thank you, God, for all that you've done and all that you continue to do. God, we ask, oh God, that you would just move by your spirit. Help us, oh God, to be, Lord God, uh, everlasting temples, oh God. God, we thank you, oh God, that you are keeping us, that we don't have to fear, that we don't have to worry, that God, we can trust in you, that everything is going to be all right. Because just like you kept, Lord God, Israel through the famine, you kept us, oh God, through different, Lord God, different types of viruses and West Nile and the anthrax and all of these other things. You kept us through those times. And God, you're able to keep us through this time. You're able to preserve us just like you've done and just like you have always done in the past. God, we trust you and we believe you for it. We thank you, oh God, that you made our bodies the temple so that no man can destroy it. Lord God, so that we can be temples not made with hands, God that you can show forth your excellent glory and find praise in us and through us. We give you thanks and praise in Jesus' name. Amen.